He's the only one who can. Amen, church. Yeah. You know that verse that we sing, that opening verse? Open your heart and open the realities of who he is in our life. Let's sing it together. I search. And I search the word. Oh 
What a powerful song, powerful, powerful truth. 
We're calling on the same God they talked to, the same God they served, the same God that gave them orders, and they received those directives, they carried them out, and we have an amazing heritage that we stand on today. We stand on their shoulders. We stand on the shoulders of Adam and Eve and on Moses. And we stand on the shoulders of Mary and we stand on the shoulders and we stand on the shoulders and we stand on the shoulders of those that have come before us. And there'll be many that have stand on our shoulders after. So as we hold this communion element, we're gonna pray. We're gonna say, God, thank you for all that you're doing in our life. Lord, we think of the brokenness and we think of sick people that we love. We're lifting up Nancy to you, Lord, from Teen Challenge that she's a counselor and she's got COVID and she's battling and she's struggling and we just pray healing over her and many others that are fighting COVID. Miranda and Lord, just others. God, touch them, heal them, restore their health. Keep them strong. Father God, there's people that, Lord, are fighting for their life right now. They're fighting cancer. They're fighting other chronic illnesses. God, I'm thinking today of Pablo who contracted some kind of flesh-eating bacteria, and they had to cut his leg off all the way up to the hip. This 38-year-old man, Lord, that is now going to be in a wheelchair the rest of his life. Can't even have a prosthetic. We pray, Lord, for him and his family, for Sarah, his wife, and their two children. Father God, we're just praying for our country, our state, our counties, our city. God, we love New Mexico. I know I do. And I know you love it a lot more than I do. And God, I cry out to you on behalf of New Mexico. God, I pray that, Lord, you bring love and peace and joy and just the spirit of salvation back to our land. Lord, drive out this violence and hate and anger. And, Lord, we pray a, a spirit of salvation that fall over our city. Let it fall on our leaders, our, our community, Lord. Father, we thank you for your love. We just pray a supernatural move of your spirit in Jesus name amen you know when Jesus gave the bread to the disciples he broke it and he gave thanks to the father and he said this is my body and he said eat it in remembrance of me it's kind of a dual remembrance we remember the ugliness of his death and the ugliness of his death represents the ugliness of our sin because we put him on the cross and our sin put him there. But we also remember the amazing love of the Father that he loves us so much that he sent his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, to suffer and die for us to set us free. So tonight, we hold this bread and we celebrate. We go, God, thank you for my salvation. Thank you for dying for me. Thank you for what you've done. God, I eat this, Lord, with joy in my heart because of what you have done. So we thank you, Lord, for what you've done. And
end, we remember that you said, this is my body. Take all of you and eat from it. In Jesus' name. He then took the cup and he gave thanks. And he said, take all of you and drink from it, for this is my blood. They really didn't understand what he was trying to communicate. But he was saying, I'm going to pour out my blood, every drop of my blood. That's how much I love you. I'm giving everything for your salvation. You see, because without the shedding of the blood, there's no remission of sins. So I want to make sure everyone's sin is made whiter than snow. So he poured himself out. And he said, I'm not going to drink from this cup again until I come from you. So thank you, Lord, for your promise. And God, we drink this cup with great joy, knowing that we have been set free, that you have broke the bondage over our life of sin. You have broke the chains of so many different addictions, Lord, that you have broke out of our lives. You have healed families and marriages. You have healed bodies and minds. You have done, Father God, what no one else can. So we drink this cup of victory this cup of joy in the name of Jesus we drink in memory of him the blood of the Lord you may drink of the cup thank you father thank you Lord thank you Lord come and fill us again Lord come and fill us again man stand to your feet and celebrate what God is doing celebrate with this amazing worship team Thank you, Pastor Michael, for leading us, and thank you for what's happening.
things that we can depend on. But some of those things you're going to let us down because they're just human-made things. The one thing that we know that we can depend on because of your faithfulness is your love, your grace, your forgiveness, your power, your strength, your courage, your renewing spirit every morning. Thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness, Heavenly Father. For without that, where would we be? We would be nowhere that we are right now. And it is because of your faithfulness and your goodness and your grace that we stand right now on holy ground in the presence of the Almighty, filling up our cup to overflowing, basking, Heavenly Father, in your presence where we know that you are here, reaching up to you in this place, acknowledging your greatness and your goodness is all that we can offer you, Heavenly Father. And we are so honored and so humbled and so blessed to be here. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for you were good. You were so, so good. And your promises are always to come true. And Lord, right now in this place, we stand on the promises that by your stripes we are healed. For we have family members who are suffering, family members who are ill, family members who've been given a diagnosis that they can barely comprehend, Heavenly Father. But you comprehend. You know more than those doctors that are treating them. Would you be with that team of physicians? Would you be with the family around that person who is ill, Heavenly Father? Fill them with words of encouragement. Fill them with perseverance. Fill them with your wisdom so that they know what to speak and when to speak it, Heavenly Father. And I, I pray healing over those who are sick from the top of their head to the bottom of their foot because we proclaim that by your stripes we are healed. We stand on that promise right now, Heavenly Father. Some people come in with just a heavy heart because there's all kinds of things happening across our city. Crime is out of control. There's all kinds of meetings and people in high places who think that they have some plan that they can come up with to address crime. Perhaps they can do something, Heavenly Father, but that is a heavenly solution. And right now we claim on the glorious, almighty, heavenly Father to bring a solution upon the crime that is just rampant across the city and across the state and across this nation. For there is no solution better Nothing greater, no power stronger that can persevere against the Almighty Heavenly Father. So right now we proclaim just a sweeping movement of your grace and your love, restoration of your power, and revival across this nation. For you, Heavenly Father, will set our threat, our path straight, for you are the light unto our path. Would you right now shine a light unto our path so that we know the right way to walk, so that we can speak in wisdom and bring your grace and your love to the lost and dying world that we live in right now, Heavenly Father. We just want to thank you so much for everything that you've done, for everything that you're doing, and for everything that you will do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. It is good to see you, saints of the Almighty. Could you turn to someone and welcome them into the house of the Lord this afternoon? My name is Renee Chavez-Maez. I'm the Executive Director of Frontline Resurrection Women's Life Recovery Home in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Frontline Resurrection and the Free Project 
We'll be at New Beginnings Church. We are going to have a women's life recovery conference Friday, October 20th and Saturday, October 21st. We are going to have worship sessions. We're going to have childcare, youth engagement. We are going to have food, fellowship, and a whole lot of Jesus. What we want to do is we want to bring all of the faith-based life recovery homes from around New Mexico. We want to get in one space and we want to worship God together. We want to give God glory do his name. So that means that we will be reaching out to you if you run a faith-based uh, women's life recovery uh, in any respect, a life recovery home or a life recovery program. We're going to reach out to you. And if we don't, please reach out to us. My number is 505-582-5901. We want to hear from you. We want to we want to see what God has done. Mark your calendars. Women's Life Recovery Conference, October 20th and 21st, 2023. I look forward to seeing you guys there. Sir, that's what we do. Amen, church. Amen. God is good. And all the time. God is good. Amen. He God is. Hey, church, good. we want to welcome you into his house, into his presence. Church, my name is Michael Romero, your worship and arts pastor here at New Beginnings Church. And my name is Roxy de Santiago, and I'm a member of your worship team here at New Beginnings. And so many other things, Roxy. Don't sell yourself short. That's what they say. They keep getting me to volunteer for stuff. I keep saying <laughs> yes. That's the problem. I keep saying yes. Hey, we need people to say yes. I know, I know. Y'all should jump in and say, say yes. yes. That way Roxy doesn't have to say yes every week. That's right. right? <laughs> hey, church, we want to catch you up on just a few things of what's going on. Obviously, we just uh, we just learned about what's going on with Frontline Resurrection and their Women's Recovery Conference that's going to be here at New Beginnings Church. It'll be held here, but hosted by Frontline Resurrection. Now, this is their deal. This is their... Uh, fundraiser for their ministry and we want to invite everyone out amen and you know somebody who's in need maybe you know somebody who wants to support a ministry like that we want to invite you out october 20th and 21st here amen we're talking worship we're talking dynamic speakers it's just going to be just and so much more right and so usually we say so much more when we're like what else right with, with sister renee people like sister renee people like pastor sonia uh, they're just there's always so much more it literally means so much more that's right there's just so many ways that, that this could be an impact for, for someone right you hear a message and someone says it one way but someone else says it a different way and let me tell you sister Sonia and sister Renee they're going to say it a different way Amen. and it, it may just be the way that needs to connect with the people that that's need right. to hear the word of God so I encourage you to come yourself bring someone with you that you know needs to hear a powerful message of God just a life-changing opportunity. I encourage you guys to participate. So please get more information. If you want more information, you can always catch uh, Brother Tomas or Sister Renee on the halls, uh, or you can go to their website, which is Frontline Resurrection. Correct, Brother Tomas? ABQ.org. Frontline Resurrection, ABQ.org. You can look at what's going on in the lineup of events, but it's going to be just an awesome time. It's Friday and Saturday, October 20th and 21st. So write that date, date down. And if, if you didn't get all of that information, Sister Sonia just gave her, uh, Sister Renee just gave her phone number out, so go back and watch that video. It's going to be on our QR code. Listen, just a few more things that we want to remind you of. Trunk Retreat is coming up. It's an awesome opportunity for us to reach out into our community and make a difference. We need people to uh, volunteer. 
Um, besides my trunk, we need some other trunks out there that are going to be decorated and, and just provide either candy or, or um, toys or games. And if you have no idea what to do with your trunk and, or how to decorate it, just let us know. We'll give you some ideas. It's not difficult. Just, you know, stand there, be happy, smile, show the love of God, and share some candy. And if you don't got the candy, we'll help you provide the candy. You know what's amazing about this event, Roxy? Tell and me, I'm Michael, sorry what's if I amazing? Cut you off, but Roxy, what's amazing about this event, honestly, it grows and doubles every single year at church. Every single year. Like, it doubles. The impact that you and I are making every single year, it doubles, right? Last year, we had over 40 vehicles. This year, we're shooting for hopefully double than that. I don't know. I don't know if I stepped over bounds there, but Sister Jessica's probably like, over 40. What? Yeah, but yeah. we're hoping to really show up and show out into this community because that's what we do. That's how we show the love of Christ. So it's not just about the candy. That's right. It's not just the candy, right? It's us pouring out our love into this community, right? It's not just candy, move on. It's candy, how can I pray? It's Have candy, hey, we love you, community. We love you. We love you. We see you. You're noticed. We love you. You're loved, all right? It, this is what it's all about, how we serve our community. So, church, we want to invite you, number one, to have fun and bring the family out. But if you want to, to showcase your vehicle and you say, you know what, this is my church. I love this church. And we want to show... Uh, our congregation, right? Like, like I mentioned before, I have a 2010 Honda Accord. But it's 200. Called, it's called White Lightning. It is White Lightning. All right, that's White Lightning. It, it has 259,000 miles. It's not really pretty, but you know it runs really good, rocks. It does. Yeah, and it every we have a trunk in it every single year. So it's not it's not a car show. Keep that in mind. It is not a car show, right? It is for us to just hang out together. And decorate that trunk and just show the love of Christ to this community. So two things that I need from you, church. I need you to scan this QR code that's behind me if you want to, if you say, hey, I want to decorate my car, right? Last year, my girls did Disney. What did you do last year, Rock Rocks? I don't remember. You're, I know, you slept since then. Yeah. Yeah, I know. So my girls will do Disney every year. That's a safe bet. Every single year. Something They'll do with some, the chancla? Some, chancla? Something. That's easy. Chancla? The chancla toss. That's good. You can make a good game out of it. But church, look, you want to sign up? That QR code is behind me. Okay? But two, two other things. The other thing I need from you, church, we need candy donations. That's right. Go to the store. You're buying your groceries. You're, you're at Walgreens. You need to pick up something or other. Pick up an extra bag. Come and drop it off at the candy land right there. We want to be sure that the kids walk away with candy and the love of God and someone right. telling them that they that they are loved. Some people have never heard that they are loved, and this Amen. is our opportunity to do that for our community. Um, don't forget, it's Saturday, October 28th from 5.30 to 8 p.m. Mark your calendar. If you want to uh, participate with your vehicle, please let us know so that we make sure that there's enough room for your vehicle. We don't want you in the other parking lot. We want everybody to be in one area. So just register in advance. You can do that through the QR code. Um, a couple of other messages really quickly. It's NBC Movie Night is coming up. It's Friday, October 6th. The church will be showing Jesus Revolution. And I know there's some Jesus Revolution fans in here. I know. Every time I say it, there's some fans. Oh, here we go. Um, there, there is a limited number of seats. So if you would like to participate, if you would want to bring someone, please go online with that QR code once again and reserve. 75% sold out. Ooh, just an FYI. 75% so of we 200. Have, that means there's only 50 seats. Carry, carry the one. Uh, switch over the zero. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know. think so. 
So the church, we want to encourage you, sign up as soon as you can. Um, it, it's online. You know the QR code that's behind me. Church, always scan that to, to find out what's going on in, in the life of this church. Because like I always say, man, if we spend um, the time up here to tell you exactly what we're involved in on number one, a daily basis, weekly, monthly, quarterly, annual basis, and what we do around the world, church, we'd be here a lot, lot longer. But these are the things that I really want you to focus on that are really in the near future that we want you to be a part of the movie night, the, the um, trunk or treat, thank you, the trunk or treat. We're talking sisterhood when there's so much frontline resurrection, women's ministry recovery uh, conference. So there's so much church. I know it's a mouthful for us to say, for you to remember, but always scan that QR code wherever you see it in and around this building to find out what's going on in the life of New Beginnings. What we do is we reach up we reach out to Amen. us so that you can have something to grow when we reach out into our community. There's always one way that you can participate in one of those three. But church, everything that we do here, everything we talked about tonight, everything that you um, see on the app or through the QR code or on our Facebook page, it's all possible because of your um, faithful, faithful tithing. So thank you so much for your faithful giving. Um, if you would like to give, there's the boxes at the entries. You can, again, hit that magic QR code. It gives you access to all kinds of stuff. You can also do it through your app. But thank you. Thank you so much, church, for your giving. It makes it all possible. Amen. Thank you, church. We love you. We turn the pulpit over our senior pastor, Richard Mansfield. Praise the Lord, church. Praise the Lord. God is doing some awesome work. Youth, you're supposed to already be gone, just in case there's a few that are still behind. God bless you guys. Uh, they're doing some awesome thing in the youth and learning some amazing things, and uh, a lot of people are growing and doing some really wonderful things. Guys, one of the things that uh, is the hardest thing for a pastor is when people that come to know the Lord and, and, and serve the Lord get baptized and are serving God, such a joy but then when God moves them to another city and to see them leave, it's so heartbreaking. And, uh, and one such person is Deborah Curry. Deborah, uh, come up here real quick. Like, this is Deborah. She's a greeter here at our church. She also serves on our special hospitality team for our meet and greet the pastor and other, other things as well. Uh, Deborah, you're moving away, aren't you? I am. I'm going to the big city of Dallas, Texas. Yeah. <laughs> and so she's going, she's going to Dallas football country. Oh, I'm sorry. Somebody's got to support the Cowboys. Somebody's got to support the Cowboys. <laughs> so I'm sending a missionary to go march around the stadium and pray for them because our Cowboys, our Cowboys. But you know what, Deborah? Look, I, I just want to say thank you for your service. And I just want to pray over you. I really mean this. I want to send you literally like a missionary that you'll shed the light that you shared here with so many people, hundreds and hundreds that walked through our door and you were there to greet them, to smile and just cheer them on, to pray with people, encourage people. You've served so valiantly, but that you would continue to do that there in Dallas, that you find a really good church that loves the Lord and that you just keep serving. So. Father, thank you for Deborah. Thank you for the friendship that you've given me with her and uh, just the love she has for you, the love she has shown to this congregation and to people that she's never even met, yet she embraced them with love and, and kindness. And Lord, just the love that she has shown me and my family. I pray blessing over her. I pray success in everything she does, that she find a really good church, 
a really good neighborhood, a really good job. And we pray all these things in Christ's name. Amen. We love you, Deborah. Take care, sis. So make sure after church you just uh, give her a hug and say, way to go, Deborah. We love you, and uh, we're going to miss you. Hey, um, let's get into the word, guys. Uh, and I do want to just say that uh, Brother Tomas and Sister Renee have a table set up in the mall. Uh, they're selling the tickets for that banquet and that convention. Uh, they are on sale. They're uh, $25. And even if you can't make them, buy some and uh, give them to somebody that can. But, guys, I, I started a sermon series called In Time of Pain. How many of you know that a universal language is love? Amen? You don't even have to know a language, but you can show love. But another universal language is pain. You don't have to hit yourself with a hammer to know it hurts. You know pain when you see it. You see it in people's lives. You see it in your own life. You've experienced it. They've experienced it. And it's time that we step up to help people. And I don't know if you've ever... I, I uh, read a lot of John Maxwell stuff. And John Maxwell, once time I was at a conference, and he said, if we had to kick the person in the pants, the seat of the pants that most messes up our life, we would not be able to sit down for a week <laughs> because it's us. We are our own worst enemy. So I want to talk about that, our own worst enemy. And I want to turn to the Gospel of, Matthew, of John, rather, Gospel of John chapter 5. And we're going to read the first 15 verses. And it says, afterwards, Jesus returned to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish holy, uh, holy days. Inside the city near the Sheep Gate was the Pool of Bethesda with five covered porches. Crowds of sick people, blind, lame, or paralyzed, lay on the porches. One of the men lying there had been sick 38 years. Say 38 years. 38 years. That's a long time. That's older or longer than some of you have even been alive. Okay. When Jesus saw him and knew he had been ill for a long time, he asked him, now here's a question. Would you like to get well? Okay. That's the question. Now look at the answer. I can't, sir. You just hear him. I can't, sir, the sick man said, for I have no one to put me into the pool when the water bubbles up. Someone else always gets there ahead of me. Don't change the slide. Someone always gets there ahead of me. What was the question? Do you want to get well? I can't, sir. It's like, answer the question. Do you want to get well or not? Question to all of us. Do you want to get well or not? Yeah. Well, I don't know, sir. Okay, now let's go ahead. Next slide. Okay. Jesus told him, stand up, pick up your mat, and walk. Instantly, the man was healed. He rolled up his sleeping mat and began walking. But this miracle happened on the Sabbath. 
So the Jewish leaders objected. He got saved on the Sabbath. They weren't supposed to work on the Sabbath. So instead of them going, praise God, man, he's been sick 38 years. He's saved, he's healed. I can't believe this is ridiculous. He got saved or, or healed on the Sabbath. They said to the man who had been cured, you can't work on the Sabbath. The law doesn't allow you to carry your sleeping mat on the Sabbath. But he replied, the man who healed me told me to pick up my mat and walk. Who said such a thing as that? They demanded. The man didn't know, for Jesus had disappeared in the crowd. But afterwards, Jesus found him in the temple and told him, now you are well, so stop sinning, or something even worse might happen to you. Then the man went and told the Jewish leaders that it was Jesus who had healed him. Heavenly Father, I pray that God, we could really gain some truth from this and understand how we are our own worst enemies and how people don't want us to get well sometimes. But I pray that we want to get well. I pray this in Christ's name, amen. Look, it's really interesting. This guy's been sick for how long again? 38 years. Some of you have been sick that long, haven't you? You've been having, you've been dealing with rheumatism, arthritis, and you've been dealing with arthritis, or you've been dealing with migraines, or you've been dealing with, you've been dealing with, you've been dealing with, you have been dealing with it all your life. And you know how that feels. You don't even know how to answer, hey, how you doing? I don't even know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I'm all messed up, but I guess I'm okay. I, I don't know. And, and you're even walking all weird. It's like, now that I had this hip thing, I'm, I'm walking a lot better. But people are like, what's up with you? And I go, nothing. Why? They go, well, you're, you're, you're kind of limping. Oh, I had a hip replacement, but I'm doing good. Oh, you look good, kind of, sort of, but not really. You know, it's like, how do you even answer? How do you answer? I don't know. I, I think I'm doing great, but I'm all messed up. I don't know. See, <laughs> he had been sick 38 years. Now, we don't know if he was by the pool 38 years. We just know he had been sick that long. But he was at the pool of Bethesda. And the pool of Bethesda was picture, it, it's, it's not, it's, it would be kind of a rectangular, um, almost like a, a swimming pool, but not that deep. But, but it was a pool, and, and water would bubble up. And when water bubbled up, it was said that that was the angel of the Lord that was stirring up the water. So the first one in was healed. So there were people there that were blind. There were people there that were lame. Lame means they can't walk. There were people there that were paralyzed. There were people there that they were just in need of healing. So when Jesus said, you want to get well, I don't know if he had heard about Jesus or not. He obviously didn't recognize him, so he hadn't seen him, because otherwise he would have been, Jesus healed me. But he goes, you know, I don't even know the guy. He was here, and now he's not here. I don't know who he is. But all we know is that 
Jesus said, do you want to be healed? And he's going into all the excuses why he's not. Doesn't that sound like us? What's wrong? Oh, man, I don't know, dude. I'm all messed up. I'm ah, just, I'll never forget when I was a, a, a drunkard. I was an alcoholic. I don't know, man. I'm all messed up. I can't seem to quit drinking. I can't. You want to quit? Yeah, of course I want to quit. Well, let's start now. Well, I, I just bought a bunch of beer, man. I don't want to throw it out. You know, I got a bunch of bottles. I, I don't want to. Like, why didn't you tell me yesterday before I went grocery shopping, man? Are you with me? Come on, don't we do weird stuff like that? It's like, man, that man is all messing me up. That chick is always hurting me. She's backstabbing me, cheating on me. Like, why don't you break up? Yeah, but you know, you know, she's all messed up, but she's kind of good. She's nice. He's he's good. He's he's really good to me when he's asleep, you know. It's like, <laughs> what's wrong with us? What's wrong with us? Do you want to get healed or not? So the first thing we have to understand is why we're our own worst enemy is look, the first thing is. We must get rid of this self-defeating attitude. We have this self-defeating attitude. Let's, let's go back. We're still in John 5. Let's go to verse 6 and 7. Jesus saw him and knew he had been there a long time, and he asked, do you want to get well? Again, do you want to get well? I can't. I can't. I have this self-defeating attitude. I can't. Nothing ever goes right for me. I can't. I can't. I can't do this. I can't do that. I can't do this, but you could go to the casino. I can't do this. I can't do that, but you could go buy your medication. I can't do this. I can't do that, but you could go out to the bar. I can't do this. I can't. Come on, am I communicating to anybody? See, we have all these excuses, and then we, but I can't. We got to get rid of this crazy attitude. I don't know where it comes from, but I've called it stinking thinking. We get really destructive. I can't, the sick man said, for I have no one to put me into the pool when the water bubbles up. Someone else always gets ahead of me. Someone's always ahead of me. Someone's always ahead of me. Haven't you ever met people like that? Oh, everyone's doing better than me. Everyone's doing, even sinners are doing better than me. You know what? The Bible says, fret not about evildoers because in due time, they will receive what they get. They're gonna reap what they sow. You know what? There's people in the world that seem to be better off than you, but let me tell you something. They're miserable, they're lost, and they're going to go to hell unless they get their act right and give their life to Jesus Christ. Think back when you were in the world. I've heard the story a million times over, and so have you. Gee, you should have seen, man, I was a gangster. I was banging it. I, was, I had money. I had... Well, what do you have now? You don't even have a bicycle. I had a ride. Now you're asking for a ride. It's like, you you don't have anything to show for it. Nothing. Because the devil came and consumed it all. You got to get rid of that mindset. You got the renewing of the mind. What's wrong with us? We look back and we think our past was better. Sounds like when they left Egypt, they were slaves, they were beaten, they were tortured. And they finally get the beast set free. Man, if you've ever been locked up, and all of a sudden they call your name, 
They call your name and you're like, oh, what did I do now, man? Oh, I wonder if they're going to write me up. I wonder if I'm going to go on lockdown. I wonder if I'm going to get more time. You're being released. Orale. Then you're going back. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the people of Egypt. They were free. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then they get out to the desert and they start whining. Oh, we don't have any water. We don't have water. So Moses strikes the, a rock. A rock. A rock. It's like, I don't know about you, at least... If I'm going to try to get water, let me at least go to a plant. You know, water, you know how what I mean? You could cut a plant, get the, get the root out, maybe a cactus or something. Man, I'm going to get water. This is a desert. He hits a rock. But the Lord said, strike the rock. So he strikes the rock, water comes out. I don't know about you, I'd go like, nah, that's a miracle. That's not Moses, that's God. Now we're hungry. Manna, it rains every morning. It snowed. It, it was manna coming from heaven. And it says, gather what you need that day. Don't try to hoard more. Guess why? Because tomorrow, I'll give you more. That's why we pray. Give us this day our daily bread. Give me what I need right now. Because tomorrow's another day, and I'm going to trust them again tomorrow. So they would go and gather. And they would gather and make whatever you need for your family. And then they started, ooh, we were better off when we were slaves. Over there, at least they gave us onions and leeks and, hijo, man, no, over here, manna, 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 manna. Golly, it sounds like us, doesn't it? We complain about everything. Ay, mama, do we have to eat beans again? Beans and chili, beans and chili, green chili, red chili, Christmas. Yeah, oh, my gosh. Then we get up and move away, and we're like, oh, yeah. Oh, we're having steak tonight. Oh, we're having. And then after you have a few of those, you're like, Mama, can I come over? Can you make me beans and chili? I thought you were sick of me. No, I miss my beans and chili, Mama. I want manna. I don't want to go back to the world. Well, what's wrong with us? What's wrong? See, we have a self-defeating mindset. Our, our mind tells us to keep doing it the way we've done it. But what have, what, what have I said before? If you always do what you've always done, you'll always get what you always got. Don't you want something new? So if you want something new, guess what? Don't do what you've always done. Do something new. Trust the Lord. Put your hope in him. Say, God, I don't want to do it the same way. I've been doing it over and over and over. I pick a bunch of idiot boyfriends. I pick a bunch of idiot girlfriends. What's wrong with me? Help me get rid of my idiot entertainer. I don't know what it is about us. Idiot, idiot, that's the man for me. Idiot, idiot, that's the girl for me. Man, what's wrong with us? Lord, renew our mind. Renew our mind. I don't know what's wrong. I keep getting fired at work. They're so stupid at work. Nobody knows what to do. No, you're not willing to humble yourself and be submissive to your boss. Oh, I'm smarter than the boss. Maybe you are, but guess what? They're the boss. 
You've got to change your attitude. Even Carlos Santana knew that. He said, you got to change your evil ways, baby. Right? Even he said it. And he's all messed up. It's like, even lost people know we got to change. But there we are like the paralytic 36 years I've been here and nobody, nobody cares and nobody knows. There's even a song. Nobody knows the sorrow I feel. Oh my gosh, man. All of us know that. We, we might not know the whole song, but we all know that part. <laughs> nobody knows. How you doing? Oh, you don't even know what I've been through. No, I don't. I know what I've been through, though, and I know who saw me through. And you know what his name is? J-E-S-U-S. That's right. His name is Jesus Christ, the living king, the one that said, pick up your mat and walk. Come on, shake it off. Get out of that self-defeated. I can't do it. Do it. Do what you can do. Get with it. Step it up. He says it right there in Philippians chapter 4, verse 8 and 9. Fix your thoughts on what is true, what is honorable, what is right, what is pure, what is lovely, what is honorable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all you learned and received from me. Everything you heard from me and saw me doing, then the God of peace will be with you. He's saying, step it up. Pick up your mat and step it up. Get rid of the garbage. Look, the difference between victims and victors is not their circumstances. Victorious people have the same circumstances a lot of times that victims do. But the reason they become victorious isn't because of the circumstance, it's because of their perspective. They say, I'm going to rise up. I'm going to be beauty from ashes. I'm going to rise up and I'm going to get stronger. I'm going to get through this. You know what? I'm going to get through this and I'm going to, I was talking to somebody the other day. Look, man, keep going. You're in a tunnel and there's a light at the end of the darkness and it's not a train coming at you. It's the opening. But let me tell you, sometimes you're in that tunnel and you're like, yes, there's light. Thank you, Lord. And all of a sudden that tunnel takes a turn and it gets dark again. Keep moving. Keep going because you will finally get through and he's going to see you through and you're going to make it through and have victory. People who live victorious focus on these things. They focus on things. They realize they can't do everything, but they could do something. He couldn't do everything. I can't put myself in the water. No, you can't. I can't do that. No, you can't. But let me tell you what you do. Get up. Get up. Maybe Jesus was singing James Brown. Get up now. Get on up. Get up. Get on up. Get up! Get on up! And all of a sudden he gets up. That was a miracle in itself. The guy hadn't walked in 38 years. And it says he picks up his man and he's walking. He didn't need therapy. He didn't need to go to therapy. I got a hip replacement. I had to go to therapy. They had to teach me how to walk again. I know how to walk. I thought I did. I didn't know how to walk. I was like telling my feet, move. 
I feel her going, shut up. I go, no, move. Come on, you could do it. They go, no, we can't, we can't, I can't move. And I told my wife, I never realized how much energy it took to think. I had to go, man, like coming downstairs, I'm still nervous. I'm like, man, okay, just give me a hand, hold me something, then because I feel like I'm going to go pew. So, man, this guy just got up. 38 years, hasn't walked. God gets up, rolls up his mat. I want to, man, that had to be awesome. See, people with a victorious mindset, they realize this situation, this may be a dent in my life, but it doesn't define me. Hey, cripple, hey, cripple. I'm not crippled no more, buddy. That might have been a moment in my life, but don't call me crippled no more. I, I could walk, I could run, I could dare, I could move. I'm getting it, baby. I got my mat, and I'm following Jesus. Don't call me by my old name. Don't call me by my sin name, because I'm no longer a sinner. Oh, I might sin once in a while, but I'm not a sinner. I'm a saint. See, a sinner is someone who still lives in their sin. A saint is someone who is following Jesus. You've been forgiven, and every once in a while you go brain dead and you mess up again. And he raises you up. So you know what? It's time to be raised up. Quit letting the world define you. Quit letting the devil define you. The devil's going to call you by your sin. Jesus is going to call you by your future. He's going to say, come on, man of God. Come on, woman of God. And you're going to go, who are you talking to? And he goes, you. Me? I'm a woman of God? I'm a man of God? Yes, you are. Man, he believes in you. He's called you out of the darkness into the light. He's brought treasures out of darkness. That's you and me. Another thing is people that are victorious, they appreciate help from others, but all they need, deep in their heart, they know they need help from God. They appreciate help. They don't, they don't turn it away, but they go, man, thank you for helping, but I need Jesus. I know I need Jesus. Because you know what? A lot of us, we still fight that, don't we? I don't need Jesus. Come to church now. Come to church. Why should I come to church? What's that church going to do for me? What has that church ever done for me? <coughs> well, it'll help change your sorry attitude. But you know what? The church isn't the one that's going to change you. It's Jesus. The church provides Jesus, but he's the one that's going to change you. You see, in the book of Romans, chapter 8, verse 35 through 39, it says, can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Does this mean that no, uh, does, does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted or hungry or destitute? or in danger, or threatened with death, as the scriptures are written, for your sake, he was killed every day. And we are being slaughtered like sheep. He says, no, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us, and I am convinced that nothing can separate us from God's love. Nothing Neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor demons, 
nor fears of today, nor worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No. No power in the sky above or the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate me from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. So change your attitude. A second thing we've got to do, we've got to become, be aware of the people that keep you sick. There's people that keep us sick. This guy had been there, nobody helped him, but he finally gets well, he's walking, it's a miracle. I don't know about you, he'd been there 39 or 38 years, or he had been sick, he had been there long enough that everyone knew him. Hey, did you see Panchito? Pancho's walking! Pancho? You're talking like crippled Pancho by the pool? We're talking crippled Pancho that can't ever move? We're talking invalid Pancho? They had all kinds of names for Pancho over there. And they're going, yeah, man, he's walking around. He's got a man, he's walking around. He's got a poncho and everything. He's just walking around. Pancho? He's walking around? Yeah. Wow. In, instead of them being all happy, who healed you on the Sabbath? You're breaking the law. You shouldn't be carrying anything. That's work. You're not supposed to work. It's like, my good. I don't know about you. I'd run, man. You read it right there in John chapter 5, verse 9 and 10. It says, verse 10 says, the Jewish leaders objected because they said that who healed you? You can't work on the Sabbath. The law doesn't allow you to carry your sleeping mat. This is my witness. This is my testimony. I'm walking around with the thing that had me bound. I was on this stupid mat for a long time. For 38 years, I couldn't walk. And now I got it a testimony. What do you got under your arm? Man, it was a mat I laid on for 38 years. I couldn't get around, but now look at me. Praise the Lord, I'm free. Here he's giving testimony, and they're griping. Let me tell you something. Some people will react to your healing with jealousy. Oh, look at you. Oh, you're free now. Oh, you're not a gossiper like you used to be. You used to be a big old chismolera. You were a big old gossiper. You were a big old chismolero. You were a big old gossiper, man. You wouldn't ever shut up. You took everyone's business. And you were a big old drug addict. Or you were a big old alcoholic. Or you were a big old thief. You were all messed up. And we could go on and on and on and on. But Jesus set us free. And now they're all jealous. Oh, you think you're all that now just because you're free? Oh, you think you're all that? No, I'm not. You know what? I know who I am now. The devil used to tell me I was worthless. Now I know I'm worth dying for. The devil used to tell me I was the, the tail. God told me I'm the head. The devil used to tell me I wasn't worth anything. Jesus said, you're worth my life. I know who I am now. Don't try to tell me, and now you're all jealous. I don't care what you are. That's your problem, not mine. I'm not walking around all arrogant. Look at me, look at me. No, it's look at God in me. Look what he did in me. This mat is a testimony that I was messed up and now I'm not. Some people are going to react to your healing also with suspicion. Who told you you were well? Who told you to get up? Who told you? Who told you? Who told you? It's like, don't you feel like saying sometimes, ah, shut up. 
Don't, don't do it. It's not worth it. Don't do it. And you know what? Some people are going to react to your healing with frustration. God, why was he healing? Not me. Where were you healed? I don't know. I, I came to New Beginnings Church and they prayed for me. Where did they pray for you? You know, I went to the altar. Where? I don't know. It was up. No, where? I want to kneel at the same place. Well, I think I was over there. What, right there? Okay, so they came in the kneel right there. Who prayed for you? I'm not sure. I, I think it was that guy. Get over here. Hey, guy, get over here and pray for me. Pray for me. I want to get healed like them. They're all frustrated. What's wrong with us? God help us. Thank God nobody here thinks like that, but I've heard people do. And another thing we got to do is we got to start making, stop making choices that continue our pain. They continue our pain. Look at, we're, we're back in John 5, verse 14. But afterwards, Jesus found him in the temple and told him, hey, now you're, you're well, but stop sinning. It's like, I wonder what Jesus saw him doing. Like, dude, for 38 years, been, you've been all messed up, and you get free, and instead of being hallelujah, you're over there getting stupid. Stop sinning, or something even worse might happen to you. Haven't we ever seen that? How many times have we seen that? People get free, and they stand up. I want to praise God. I've been sober for a year and nine months. I want to praise God. I've been sober for six months. I want to praise God. My wife and I were separated, and now we got back together. And then you are there. You are like an idiot over there. You're with some other guy. You're with some other girl. Like, what's wrong with us? Quit messing up. Quit just sabotaging yourself. God wants to set us free. Don't you understand that? He wants to free us. He wants to liberate us. And he's saying, quit being your own worst enemy. Please. God is crying out to us. In the book of Deuteronomy, Moses told the people in chapter 30, verse 19, he said, today, I'm giving you a choice between life and death. Today, I'm giving us a choice between life and death between blessings and curses. Now I call on heaven and earth to witness the choice you make. And he says, oh, that you would choose life. Oh, that you would choose life so that you and your family descendants might live. Listen to me, church. Some of you are hurting and you think you want to blame the whole world. Nobody helps me. Nobody is. Nobody puts me in the water. Nobody's a water bubble and nobody. Rise up. Make a decision tonight. If you haven't given your life to Jesus, what are you waiting for, for goodness sakes? You got to be running up here. You got to say, Pastor, that's for me. You spoke to me. No, the Lord spoke to you. And if the Lord spoke to you and you want to give your life to Jesus, raise your hand. Say, that's me, Pastor. I heard the message, and I want to follow you, and I want to give my life to you, and I want to surrender to you right now. Praise God. That is awesome. That is awesome. That is awesome. Is there anyone else here? Anyone else? Yeah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Back there, too. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Listen to me. If this is for you, you raised your hand. I want you to stand up because we're going to pray for you. 
This is a very important decision you're making right now. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. I want everyone to pray. You guys pray with me, but we're going to pray with you because we know how it felt when we did that. So Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, forgive us of our sin. I realize I need a Savior. I need a Lord. Lead me and guide me. Fill me with your power. I pray in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Hey, let me give you a hug. 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 And oh, I need you right there. Right there. Right there. Thank you. Man, I'm so happy for you. Let's stand. You know what? You know where you're at. Some of you have been making that repetitive sin over and over and over. Today, would you finally give it up and say, God, no more excuses. It's all about you. If you want to come to the altar and pray, make your way up. If not, we'll pray. But we really need to release it. We need to say, God, I I, I can't keep living this lie. I can't keep living this way. I have to be free. I'm destroying myself. I'm destroying myself. God, guide me, lead me, instruct me. Help me, Lord. I need freedom. There's people that want to pray with you. Prayer team, please make your way up. Encourage them. Pray with them. Stand with them. Let them know they're going to make it through. Father, thank you for what you're doing. Thank you, Lord. Sing this prayer song out. Sing this prayer song. Let's just believe him. Amen? Believe him.
realize the words that we just sang? We're standing on God's faithfulness. He has never let us down. And he's not ready to start now. So really trust him. Say, God, I really need you. I'm making a decision tonight, Lord, and I cannot go back. I cannot go backwards. I'm not gonna go backwards. God, I'm making that decision. I've got to move forward with or without some of my loved ones, with or without some of my friends. Lord, I have to break free. So tonight, I'm standing up. I'm getting up. I'm picking up my mat. I'm rolling it up, and I'm moving forward. Thank you, God, for what you're doing. I love you, Lord. And I pray in the name of Jesus. For those of you that came up to give your life to the Lord, would you come back up here? I've got a Bible for you, and there's a card. There's some material I want to give you. Mary Ellen has it right here. Please fill out the card. I want your name. I want to get in touch with you to let you know some things that I want to give you and some things I want to communicate. So feel free to come up. We've got a Bible for you and some things right here. You're dismissed to go change the world. We'll see you this Sunday, 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock. The rest of you come up and feel, get your Bible. It's right over here. Please fill out that card in there and we'll, uh, we'll, and you can turn it in at the information desk. Thank you guys so very much. We love you all. God bless you.